Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When you bet fair on football, you get daily rewards. So any day can be a big deal. So whether it's a lower league match day, a top flight derby day, or a Champions League superstar showdown day, this week we're doubling our daily rewards. Get a 10 euro free bet when you bet 20 euro worth of multiples or bet builders. Double daily rewards because we're bet fair. Max 10 euros free bet per day. Each bet must have at least one selection of minimum odds of 1.5 or 1 to 2 or more. Free bet valid 24 hours on multiples or bet builders. T's and C's apply. 18 plus. Visit gamblingcare.ie. cuts me emotionally okay okay all right okay just gonna all do right. a little bit of a what it like this cuts me okay and while statman dave calls off hello to will brazier yeah um thanks adam um i think there's gonna be a sort of lot of chat about obviously tevez switching manchester clubs which i only can compare to when alex mcleish left birmingham to aston villa sort of comparable levels yeah or maybe craig gardner was he a bit of a well gardner's born a blue mate so was it that, please. Oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I've already got one person to see them. We don't need to make no, get another yeah, true, one. True. Obviously, we've already alluded to who today might be all about. Of course, we are talking about uh, a player who is quite a divisive figure, some people would say, Mr. Carlos Tevez. Quite divisive. Uh, yeah. All right, okay. Quite divisive. Oh, do you know what, Dave? Before you start seething, um, Will, let's start as we always start. And let's uh, do a little bit of a dive into his Wikipedia page. Carlos Alberto Tevez was born 5th of February 1984. He's an Argentine professional footballer who plays as a forward for Boca Juniors. A quick, tenacious, powerful, hard-working and dynamic forward in his prime. Tevez is capable of playing as striker, as winger and as a supporting forward. Or, Dave, as an attacking midfielder. Is that correct? I wouldn't say stri- a winger, sorry. I think that is a little bit wrong. Mobile forward, yes. Winger, no. Right, okay. He moved to English clubs West Ham United in 2006 and Man United in 2007, uh, played by issues relating to third-party ownerships by Media Sports Investment. Add, um, 
to me, the name Media Sports Investment alarm bells should be ringing. Yeah, he sounds like a generic. Yeah, <laughs> let's just throw some words together which sound kind of you know plausible. Yeah, that was of course um, when uh, the Premier League and FIFA regulations sort of you know spat him out and chewed him up again. In 2009, Tevez joined Manchester United rivals Manchester City for £47 million. Uh, 2010-2011, he won the Premier League Golden Boot and in the 2011-12 season, he won the Premier League title. Very successful at Manchester City. He was very successful, which we'll get onto a bit later. Oh yeah, we'll get right into that. We take a look at just personal honours. He was more successful at Man United. Let's continue. Dave, please. In 2013, (laughs) he joined Juventus where he won two Scudettas. Scudettos. Is that correct? I, you, did, you did all right, yeah. But I almost slightly forgot about this Juventus period. I'll be honest, I'm, I'm going to put my cards on the table. I, I forgot he went to Juve. Yeah, what well, you mean, once he finished at City, it's almost like, you know, out of sight, out of mind. He was yeah, actually exactly. good at Juventus. Well, once he finished at Man United, out of sight, out of mind. Career gone, then delete him from memory. See you later, Carlos. Goodbye. Career gone, premiership title, top scorer. Exactly, yeah. Tevez made his international debut for Argentina in 2004, earning 76 caps, scoring 13 times. He's been South American Footballer of the Year three times. Argentinian player of the year twice and Argentinian sports person Dave so that's that's his on and off field characteristics being awarded um, in to say what year but it was a great year he's also been named in the South American team of the year three times so great guy on the pitch great guy off the pitch I'm sure we can all agree I mean listen Dave you know putting the United kind of bias aside We've got to admit... Going to be brutally honest, that's not going to happen on this show. All right. <laughs> um, Carlos Tevez has turned me into a cynic. <laughs> no, but, Carlos Tevez like, broke my heart. Carlos Tevez was my favourite player at Manchester United in that period of Manchester United dominance. Really? And then he did the dirty. Do, do you know to, to, to do that, from move from one Manchester club to another Manchester club, is unforgivable. Even as a Man City fan, I would not take that. I would never ever want a Man City player to play for Manchester United. No, thank you. Fair enough. You know, the United didn't sort out the, the, the contract, the transfer, you know, quick enough. Whatever. But to go to Manchester City at the time was just disgusting. That, that really, like, talks to me about character. Tevez pretends that he, you know, he's not involved emotionally in the Premier League. You're telling me a guy doesn't understand about rivalry when he plays for Boca Juniors. Are you, are you pretending that that River Plate Boca Juniors is nothing, that he doesn't get derbies, this thing is so big? Look, he left Manchester United in his pomp. He never achieved what he achieved at Manchester United again. He never was that as successful as he was at Manchester United. Yeah, he scored goals. Yeah, he may have won the Premier League. But we're talking, he left Man United a year after they won the European Cup and they made it to the final the year after. But I think he did understand rivalries and that is exactly the reason he left. I don't think so. I don't think he would have done that. He's never, ever going to leave Boca Juniors and go to River Plate. Yeah, but that's... Yeah. Same be- rivalry. Beca- no, Same no, thing. Because he wasn't born in Chorlton, Dave. He was born in Argentina. But then, but then that's, that's not... That's the thing that I think... It, that defends him from... He understands it. He gets it. Exactly. So, and that's why he went... Not, it's even... Yeah, absolutely. No, not, you mean that, it's so deceitful. You, you it's shocking. He, you think he should have... Because he, he would have been aware of like the Boca Juniors River Plate thing, he should have had a bit more understanding when he was at United to not go to City. Absolutely. But at the time, you could argue that obviously City were... On the up, on the up, they were heading towards being Premier League winners. If he wanted to stay in England, it was probably the United best. United had just got to back to back European Cup finals. If there's any club that you lead, that you don't, you just don't move to another team in the Premier League. We've had enough red agenda. When you signed him, how did you feel? I loved it. Yeah. I absolutely. I mean, I always thought he was an incredible player anyway. Um, and obviously, if you're going to be a beneficiary from a from a transfer like that, if there was a 
I mean, you know, if the shoe's on the other foot, so to speak, Dave, if, if United signed a player from City, one of, you know, a player that you really, really rate as a City player that you think would be great at United, you're not going to go, oh, he shouldn't have made the move. No, no, 100%. Yeah, you'd be not, like, I would not want Kevin De Bruyne at Manchester United. Sh- Full stop. Wouldn't want him. You're joking. Wouldn't want to play from Liverpool or from, from Man City. It's this fact. Leeds United are a bit of a feeder club, so that's okay. But the rivalry's deep. Like the right, this is serious rivalry. I, I get it, but it doesn't diminish like, his ability want as a player. Sergio Aguero. I don't want you know John Stones. Just don't want them. No, thank you. Some wild claims early doors here, Will. I mean, how do you... Not for me. Like, just, I mean, it's, there's a divide here. There's I mean, a seriousness yeah. to this. I find it hard to get seriously sort of animated and invested in this argument when Dave's crying about losing Tevez, yet they still had Rooney, Ronaldo and Berbatov. And I'm sat looking at David Dunn and Robbie Savage. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I find it hard <laughs> to really sort of feel any sympathy. But do you know what? As much as... You know, people might disagree with what Dave's saying or, or agree with it. I think that most people would. No, I do think there is a there's something there, Dave, with what you're saying about you know we've on this podcast we've often focused not just on what their ability is as a football player, but as a character as well, because it does kind of speak. Uh, I do you know what I like about it? It's a ruthlessness, which I do think Tevez had as a player, but also off the pitch as well. Yeah, he just seemed to be devoid of. It's not not ruthlessness It's just sheer stupidity It's not though He never got to the heights Of his career at Man At Man United He was considered As one of the best players In the world he felt unwanted Fergie never called He never (laughs) texted Did he not? No That's what Ted That's interesting Yeah cool So I mean If you don't don't feel loved What do you do? You get out of town I'm staying in town, but it's a couple of miles down the road. <laughs> no, I, I do think I don't think it diminishes his ability as a football player. Let's look at it objectively first before we get into that, 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 the other stuff of, of, of loyalty and all the rest I'll of tell it. Tell you what, I'm not going for a pint with him. No chance. Oh. <laughs> Nowhere near. Will, as a football player, T- Carlos Tevez for me, incredible striker. So multifaceted. Yeah, like proper tenacious. I, I know that it's a, it's a phrase that gets uh, used a lot, like running through a brick wall, but you could actually imagine him running through a brick wall and coming out with the ball very delicately as well. Just absolute bulldog on the pitch, but then had that sort of finesse to, you know, get your RBs and your circles out for a nice whip circle goal like you do on FIFA. Um, just bulldog. Dave, let's just put the... Anger and aggression to one side for for a, it's for, 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 for a second. Can you at least can you at least say? Well, one? at Manchester United, look, I think the big thing when Carlos Tevez came to to Man United, he, we had Rooney up front already, who was also quite tenacious. And I think having the two of them up front together was one of the reasons why United was so good because they they led from the front. You had no moment off against Rooney and Tevez, and I think that was the beauty of the team that these two guys would would run through brick walls. And I'd argue that at that point, Tevez was probably a bit better than Wayne Rooney. You're throwing out some big YouTube titles. In, in, in a sense of, I think Tevez was was different, but it, but equally, you know, Rooney know is a mean, wonderful yeah. footballer, but he was a different player. And I think that that's why that front three worked is because they were, unsel- they, they were very unselfish on the pitch. They worked for each other and it allowed Ronaldo maybe to do a little bit less defending. Rooney took the, the brunt of it, but Tevez did lead from the front and he did press. And it does mean that point of, you know, we go into pressing and all that right now, which is so prominent where teams press together. This was a guy that would just run after someone for no reason. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like speaking to, to like Wes Brown about it, it's like, yeah, he just used to go and run on his own. You think, what the hell is he doing? But then the rest of the team go with it and then you win the ball back and you transition quickly. And I think that was the beauty of that front three is the, the speed of transition for that United team was sensationally quick and powerful and strong. And again, never got to that level in football. Do you think the reason why you might be so upset about it is because... <laughs> 
He, he was a brilliant player for United. No, no, it, it upset me because he was my favourite player and he joined the team that I hated. You see, they're appealing back the layers now, Will. We're but getting more that's, into that's, it. He was his favourite player, you that's, see. I've already said, I said the favourite player and that's that's something that that hurt. But at the same time, like I think it's a terrible move for him. I think he made a big you know, career decision that went down the pan in a sense of he could have achieved so much at Manchester United. He did all right at City, though. But he didn't know where near what he did at Man United. And he was only at Man United for two years. But he wasn't three years. motivated to play for Manchester United at the end of his time. At the end of his time, yeah. yeah. But at the same time, if he'd sucked up and then, fine, we're going to stay at Manchester United and make the best decision. Look, he was very money motivated. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Is that the right thing for footballers? We see so many footballers take yeah. the wrong career choices and don't achieve what they can achieve because of they are money motivated. And that is, the, that is one of the cancers of modern football is that. We think about some big players that have not achieved where they could have achieved. And Tevez is another one that his talent and what he did, he should have won more than one Champions League. But I think it's a money thing and it just ties back to that. He felt, obviously, the limelight was going to other players and he felt that he was the star attraction and he wasn't getting that But I don't think he did feel that. What do you mean? I think it was more of a money-motivated type move. Yeah, but that's your agenda. You're trying (laughs) to say he's a money man. But that that team at United, in particular when Tevez was there, it was a star-studded team. So it was very easy for him to be seen as maybe... You know, the third, fourth, possibly even the fifth best player there at the time. But I think that was something that he needed to take on. Look, if he'd signed the contract or agreed to join Manchester United at the right time, wouldn't have had any of this problem. Would have had none of this problem. But wait, it's a problem for you, but it's not for me. <laughs> as in, it's a problem for him as a player that's not, he's not achieved what he could have achieved. I think that, that in its level, he would have achieved more staying at Manchester United with Tevez, Rooney and Ronaldo than he achieved elsewhere. That's that's like fact in terms of honours that he's won. Honours, yeah, but then he might not. Like we've said, he's not motivated that much by honours. But what I'm what I'm saying from that point is, if he makes the decision when he when he could make the decision to stay at Manchester United, it's a different game. It's a different career that we're looking yeah. back on, and I think that's we you know we can't not hide that. I think if he knew there was a podcast maybe called Twenty First Century Football coming out, he yeah. might have sort of stayed at Man United and maybe looked to develop his honours that way. Yeah, get a couple more of individual exactly. awards. You maybe you got to play the long game. Yeah, um, let's talk a little bit about quotes, videos, stats, and things like that because obviously we've established already that you know he's had quite a divisive kind of career. He's made a couple of decisions in his career so far. Let me <laughs> down. He's, he's cut me deep. Let's have a little look about maybe a more light-hearted side to him. There's a video which I sent to you guys um, before we started this podcast and we had a little uh, watch of it. Well, just to describe the video. Sort of, um, looks like he's been sort of like rolled in H&M and rolled out again. Very sort of... Uh, very dodgy 2000 gear. Isn't yeah, yeah, very flamboyant hoodie. I think um, someone described him as looking like he was a member of NSYNC. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a B-Tech NSYNC. Really weird baggy trousers. But those trousers are coming back, Dave. Uh, I've been led to believe. Okay. I don't think you should rock them. Can I be honest, I'm mate? I'm going to take fashion advice off you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he's sort of dancing for 30, 30, 30 seconds. It's roughly it? 30 seconds, but, yeah. Well, I'm not going to nick your, your stat off you, but how much was he paid for? Well, uh, uh, somewhere in the region of about 600k, apparently. Now, it was for Cartoon Network, which was uh, an intriguing... so big? Yeah, and also it's intriguing that they've gone, we want to kind of you know promote some of our shows. Let's get Tevez dancing in some sort of dodgy early 2000s clothes. I don't, I don't get the... Dave's argument would be, well, he could have gone to Nickelodeon and <laughs> yeah, done that. He probably and, did. Uh, the, well, the big one is that like six hundred grand a week, and he still needs more cash. What what's he doing? Is he is he is he going to be building a new country somewhere? 
Has he taken over Argentina? What's he do? What is he doing with all this cash? Like, when he needs CBBC, this extra, you wouldn't have won the these same extra amount, pounds, but because surely at a certain point you're so comfortable that it doesn't matter, and it has to be more about football and more about your career than just taking some more cash. I mean, what does him? You know, listen, he he got paid a lot of money for that, yeah, clearly. Yeah. But is there a? What do we know about Tevez? away from the pitch do we know a little bit more about it other than he's a money grabber or whatever that we're going to kind of sort of say what do we know about him away from the pitch Will? Yeah well to me it was sort of the first time I became aware of Super Agent um, it's not a poor Marvel spin-off it was the f- uh, first time I'd hear of uh, Keir Jarabchin um, obviously looking after his vested interests which I'm sure Dave will dispute third party ownership as well in the Premier League Sheffield United still gutted about that I just thought it was mad looking back in it that Carlos Tevez and Jave Mascarano's first um, experience of English football was with Alan Pardew. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, I remember when that happened, and I was because com- I, I, you'd I'd already heard kind of rumblings of of these two great players, and we yeah. knew they were going to go on to achieve great things, but it just never quite felt right, did it? No, <laughs> no, no, it, was, like- it was like a Barcelona Real Madrid sign and rocking up at West Ham, yeah, which was really really weird. Um, but we shouldn't really be owning people. That's a bit of a dodgy one, to be honest. But um, I don't know what... You know, did Man United own him? Loan. From Media Sports Limited. Yeah, and loan then City, him a company. And then City paid or, £47 million. To buy his contract out, I think. <sighs> they did so I think, I think West... I this is the mess of it. Absolute messy. Yeah. But I think that what, one of my first memories of Carlos Tevez was scoring the goal against United that actually kept West Ham in the Premier League. Mm. Yeah. It was a really good goal. I chipped over the keeper. Fergie was fuming. So I think United won the league that year, got them in a dressing room, absolutely destroyed them, and then sent them back out for the uh, the celebrations at Old Trafford because the performance levels weren't good enough. But fair play to Carlos Tevez, got a really good goal, first memory of him, you know, performing at Old Trafford. And I think from that point, you knew that there was a good player there. Uh, it's just, I think, it's good that we, I think we've made this legislation that companies can't own players in Europe well it's sort of good for me just for playing football manager because you sort of get to that stage where you're dishing out money to people that you don't even know you're dishing it out to exactly it was just it was such a bizarre kind of setup. and like Dave said it's, you know, it's a good thing that it's not really happening now uh, Dave let's look at a little bit of a stat regarding uh, Tevez because something you want to talk about it involves a collective rather than just Tevez yeah because I think that the water's a bit muddied with his uh, you know career after 2008 like, <laughs> that's when it ends <laughs> there not mentioned but it. I think the big big thing for me is that is probably the best front three I've ever seen. I've seen Neymar, Messi and Ronaldo. I genuinely think this was the, the most dynamic attacking front three I've ever seen. Tevez, Rooney and Ronaldo. And I think without you know each part of that, it doesn't work. I think that was the beauty of it. And we're taking um, you know, the, the, that season was absolutely fantastic. 79 goals and 29 assists in the 2007-2008 season, which is pretty mind-blowing. Um, those players scored 71.8% uh, of United's goals that year uh, with 42 goals and 8 assists in 49 games. Ronaldo averaged a goal or assist every 83 minutes. So Tevez was a part, Ronaldo was the king. Uh, Rooney was the assister, uh, Ronaldo was the goal scorer. Tevez played uh, you know, a, a bit of a lesser goal scoring role there. But it was absolutely crazy. Combining the records, they averaged a goal every 102 minutes. Uh, the trio scored 57 goals in the Premier League. You come at me and you say, Mohamed Salah, Firmino, Mane. This wasn't a, you know, wasn't a touch on these guys. These guys were ridiculous going forward. Um, and I think that's one of the things where you kind of look at United and they, they scored all but one of United's goals in the knockout stages of the Champions League um, as they went on to beat Chelsea in that final with that fantastic Ronaldo header. But Tevez had a few chances in that game. I just don't think he gets enough credit. 
like in that season, you, you think back and obviously, you know, Ronaldo was, was undoubtedly the, the key man and obviously Rooney was always going to be someone who get, gets a lot of attention and focus from, from fans. But for me, when you have Tevez on your team, he's going to get you a chance no matter what. He's going to get a couple of chances and more likely he's going to put it away. Like if, I always think about one-on-one with the keeper through there's not many other strikers that I want other than Tevez because I just think he's, he's just got a great knack of getting in about it he unsettles defenders I just think he I think he's a bit underrated I really do I think a lot of the off the field exploits override I mean that the sour taste that he's left for a lot of people particularly United fans um, override how good a player actually was I think he's incredible incredible player but again I think Rooney Ronaldo were definitely more important to United than Carl Tevez I think if you're ranking them, it's Ronnie, Rooney, Tevez is third. In terms of impact. But it would, did, could you argue that he kind of helped elevate those guys as well in that, that no, season? No, 100%. That season? You know, a little bit like Roberto Firmino does elevate Mohamed yeah. Salah and yeah. Sadio Mane, but Tevez scored more goals than yeah. Roberto Firmino. So it was more of a poignant part in that combination. Um, and I'd say his, his best position was probably playing off the striker, playing as a second striker. I think that predominantly has been his best position through his career. And, you, you know, look, I think technically was was underrated. I agree with that. Very good dribbler. Had a good passing range, which we, we kind of forget about. Liked a little Cruyff and then switch a play at Man United, which was obviously good for getting the fullbacks high, um, you know, getting the players in and around there. So definitely, definitely a fantastic player for Manchester United. Of course, scored the first penalty in the shootout. Very composed. Yeah. So he can do it at the, the, the top, top level. And I think that's where, you know, he could have gone to a bigger stage. I think of him when I think about like Luis Suarez and how his career has been a bit muddied by what's happened off the field and on the field with the Everest situation. And I think with Tevez, it's similar to that, that we, we forget how good a player and goal scorer he was. You know, very technical, a lot of different types of finishes, you know, scissor kicks and all everything. And it, But at the same time, I think there's still, if it was more involved of just focusing on football, we regard him a lot higher in the Premier League. Could be a Premier League great. And I don't think he is. He uh, hates football. Really? Yeah. Sure, you, lot of you, I call it the Asso Akoto effect. Yeah, yeah. He just he just doesn't like it. He just said for him, like he can take it or leave it. <laughs> I genuinely he said, listen. He, he, I saw a quote where he said, um, if it was Madrid versus Barcelona on the TV, he'll be switching it off. He'd be put the golf on. He said, <laughs> I don't know. Why, I mean, I don't know why. I don't think anyone prompted him. To, I think he just was like, I'm going to put this out <laughs> can there. I tell you something. Yeah, he was like, listen, football, no golf. I'm all in because he's a big golfer, isn't he? I don't know. Yeah, he, 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 he's uh, been known to caddy for some of the top Argentinian golfers. Really? Yeah. Oh, just sure. not money motivated. Do you like him now? Strange bloke. Yeah, see what I mean? You know, we weren't giving him big money for that, were they? I think he just did it out of the good kindness of his heart there, Dave. Oh, because he'd realised that he'd already got about £5,000 <laughs> million pound in the bank that he doesn't <laughs> need anymore hey, now. That's enough. Do it for the passion. <laughs> hey, I'm Carlos Tevez. I do it for passion now. Yeah, of course you do, Carlos. You're listening to 21st Century Football. We're just going to take a little break and then we'll be back. Well, it's a quiz. But this time, it's a podcast. Yes. With me, Mikita Oliver. I was going to go with that at first, you know, I really was. I love a quiz. I'm nervous. Oh. How many edges does a 20p have? Uh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God, I'm doing so badly. We will quiz, we will chat, and then we will repeat forever. Just search Quiz Chat Repeat in your podcast app. 
When you bet fair on football, you get daily rewards. So any day can be a big deal. So whether it's a lower league match day, a top flight derby day, or a Champions League superstar showdown day, this week we're doubling our daily rewards. Get a 10 euro free bet when you bet 20 euro worth of multiples or bet builders. Double daily rewards because we're bet fair. Max 10 euros free bet per day. Each bet must have at least one selection of minimum odds of 1.5 or 1 to 2 or more. Free bet valid 24 hours on multiples or bet builders. T's and C's apply. 18 plus. Visit gamblingcare.ie. Now celebrating at Zalando, the perfect look for your every mood. Enjoy our Cyber Week deals with up to 70% off streetwear, winterwear, gifts and more. Discover all our Cyber Week deals on Zalando. In researching this, uh, one of my new favourite moments about him, I think he's the only person um, that we'll talk about in this series that has a dramatisation about him on Netflix. Oh, brilliant. Apache. Um, and you know, I was sort of going into it thinking it was sort of like, um, oh, what were the ones on CBBC used to be called? Do you remember when Michael Owen came out of the wall? <laughs> you never remember that? He was on a yeah, poster. I've, yeah. Oh, what was oh, that? Well. Yeah. I remember, what I the hell are you talking but, about? But he played himself. It wasn't though. just my bedroom. He came no. out. It was like a TV yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. But he played himself. Yeah. So yeah, I thought yeah, it was yeah, yeah, sort yeah. of like a kid show. Uh, you look, you look at the rating. It's a fifteen rating. Contained sex, um, other things in there as well. Treachery. Oh, so another player's <laughs> made a, a documentary or dramatization about themselves to no, big themselves up after their careers finished because they've been renowned as being a bit of a weapon. But this what a surprise! Got paid very well for it, I yeah. imagine. But this it's is not a blackmail drama- this time. It's just Carlos Tevez. No, Dave thought's not mine. This is a dramatization, um, eight-part series called Apache, which is either where he grew up or his nickname. Uh, I didn't do extensive research into this um, but it led me to think what sort of players would we like to see a dramatisation of I know he, he grew up on the mean streets of Argentina obviously it, 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 in all seriousness it was really bad like, I think a lot of his friends died or got shot um, and he made his way up with his football talent uh, got left by his mother had uh, had a stepmom come in so we need all those sort of facets in there. Yeah, like the Frank Lampard story wouldn't really work as well, would it? it seems no. not quite. Well, I'm sort of, I'm thinking like what sort of B Tech footballers from your club would you like to see a dramatization of? Andy Morrison from City. He was he, actually he was instrumental in getting us back to the big time. Yeah, when really? City were really good playing Gillingham all those years ago. Well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter the size of club. Yeah, he was just a, a bruiser. He just be he, he was just a, a absolute animal on the pitch. Yeah, yeah. I just love to see that. Or, I always think there's a dramatization in third choice goalkeepers. I think they sort of get together collectively away from their respective clubs and really have like a proper bitch. Yeah, that'd be good. Lee yeah. Grant sitting down with Scott Carson. Yeah. See, I, I quite like the old footballers that I know don't know much about. Right. So we're talking like Garincha. Right. Imagine like a dramatisation on his life. Apparently an incredible life, an incredible player regarded as one of the best of all time. We don't know enough about him. And I think going back in the old school, I'd quite like to have one on, you know, Georgie Best. Ooh, have one Christ. on Bobby Charlton. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. Those types of oh, that's what I'd quite like, like old school. I'll tell you what, Will, your third choice keeper project now suddenly seems farcical. Yeah, to have Steve Harper popping up in episode eight, that was the plan. I mean, if you got <laughs> if you got eight episodes out of it, I'd be very surprised. <laughs> you could do that each episode focus on a different keeper, Ben Foster. I mean, be great. Let's, let's not give all. Our yeah, no, actually, yeah, yeah. Listen, that one's we're, we're keeping that under. Uh, keep that in our back pocket. Uh, right, let's move on to um, talk a bit about iconic moments for Carlos Tevez. Um, Will, let's start with you, mate. What 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 were you going to say is his most iconic moment? Uh, well, for me, it was all around that transfer and it was sort of all the gossip and hype and everything and that was sort of highlighted by that Welcome to Manchester banner 
Um, but now I know where that is, it sort of like lessened it for me. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm not from Manchester. I moved up here about four years ago, five years ago. And I just thought that was like a big banner across like by Old Trafford or down by the city centre. Well, nope. it was... But it was just by the Arndale, and <laughs> and that sort of like muddied the waters a bit for Not me. Not the now. greatest part of town. No, when I saw it originally, I was like, "That is fantastic! That is that's absolutely brilliant!" Like they've absolutely. And the picture zooms out, and you're like, "Ah, oh. yeah." I'm like, "Well, the Marks and Spencer's food halls down there, so the sort of clientele is probably not going to be similar to the one they're after." There is also another Tevez photo that's sort of iconic, which does the rounds now. It's the one where um, he's behind Rio Ferdinand, and Rio Ferdinand's on all fours. And that was the sort of first picture I, I thought of. You know, when I do research for this, I just I don't watch anything. I just think Tevez. And that was the first picture that came to my mind. I mean, there's, there's a lot of, um, you know, pictures that have uh, caused controversy, no more so than the Welcome to Manchester one, mm. which I mean, I remember at the time, you know, being from Manchester. Lived, Who did that? Living it. I mean, it, I, I think it was... It was club affiliated. Yeah, it was City. The, city, the club did it because they, yeah. they they wanted to be more poignant in Manchester. It was just like it's, you know, it's was a, it the club? Yeah, I know he's got an agenda. No, it was. It they're was. a Stockport side, so they need to be pretending. No, no, yeah. It's all it was. It was basically a. It was a masterclass in trolling, wasn't it? Yeah. At the time, it was. I mean, the outrage that it caused. The it, do you know what? Actually, it intensified the rivalry. It was good fun. Yeah, and then we got to a Champions League final like it two years later. So who's the real loser in this debate? Yeah, but at Manchester City, I think. Well, I think you're going to get onto it, but he obviously won the won the Golden Boot, won the Premier League. Tevez was a great striker. I thought he did so much at City. I thought he was brilliant. But do you remember the season where it was like decided to have a little bit of a strop, didn't it? Just on the bench at Munich. The Munich game, yeah, and it was kind of <laughs> he just wasn't happy, was he? If you yeah. remember, if you remember the uh, even Mancini never really kind of. They never really saw eye to eye, especially towards the end. And it was like transfer request. But then remember he came back and he was incredible. Yeah. He came back and he just, he didn't, he hadn't missed a beat. He just kind of completely, he came in firing all cylinders and he actually helped us so much in that season when he came back. And that's the thing. I mean, sometimes we, we can talk about, I sometimes think that because of what happened with his transfer and people see him as a bit of a firebrand and, and a fiery character, but we miss characters like that in football now. You know, and he was a special talent, and I do think that you are going to have a little bit of carry on with with, with players like him, and, and it's not all going to be playing sailing. Do you think he helps with the Aguero signing at all? Yeah, probably. I imagine there'll have been a discussion at some point because he arguably is one of the top three players. Easily, of all time. yeah, yeah, he's got to be up there. Um, so he, I, he could be thankful for that. Yeah, yeah, I th- I, there's definitely going to be a discussion. I, I imagine that he probably said, "Listen, you know, it's a good place to to play, a good place to be, and and, and live or whatever." So yeah, I mean. I don't want to say that's going to be his legacy is that he got as Aguero, but you know it can't have been a it can't have been a bad thing. Uh, well, yeah, for me that's going to be an iconic moment. I think that you know it's something that he's he's going to be remembered for forever, arguably. Dave, dare I ask you what your oh, iconic is? His peak. Be no, no, actually, be nice about it. I'm gonna look. Listen, Champions League final, Moscow, flipping his shirt round number thirty two on the on the front. That's what I remember from Carlos Tevez, and that was his, the peak of his career. That was legitimate, the peak of his career. I thought that was where he was playing his best football, where he was looking most lively, where he was impacting the side from loads of different uh, parts of the field. You know, you look at the, the work rate in that final, Made I think he made five or six tackles in the game for a centre-forward. That's very, very impressive for modern-day numbers. But looking back on his career and, you know, what he won at Manchester United, you're taking the major honours he won at Manchester United, two Premier Leagues, a League Cup, uh, a Champions League and an FA um, sorry, an FA, a FIFA Club World Cup in 2008. Look at the rest of his career. It's it's downhill from there. It really is. 
And I think that's something that you've got to look at some players that they peak at, at these certain points and we don't realise their peak is there until it's gone. When I was looking into Tevez, I, I was sort of a bit flippant about him going back to Boca Juniors so early. But I think that's sort of like the little Englander in me because going back to that, that's an absolutely huge club and he's elevating them a bit further, a bit more, bringing his profile that he's won, in, uh, won over in Europe. And I mean, what a sort of fairy tale ending to it. Let's not forget Okay, so this is from the Wikipedia page, what we didn't mention. He returned to Boca Juniors in June 2015 before joining Chinese club Shanghai Xinhua the following, uh, in, the, in the following years in a deal that made him the highest played, paid player in the world of football. Yeah, he's back at so Boca let's now. Not, but let's not pretend that he went back to Boca the first time <laughs> and he stayed. He went back to Boca and a, a Chinese club came, came to him and said, Tevez, we can make you the highest played player. And what did he do? See you later, Boca. The club that he loves. He loves that club. What? He went back to Boca in 2015. <laughs> well, what's wrong with that? He's, he's trying to say that the fairy tale isn't as... It's not a fairy tale. He just said that someone offered him some more cash and he, and he pissed off. He's, where is he now? Yeah, but that's that's after. Where so is he now? In 2015, he, he probably was still a semi-decent player. He won the Copa uh, Libertadores the first time he was at Boca. Could have done that again, but he didn't. He wanted to get paid. Well, yeah, I'm not in no problem. That sums him up. If a man that gets offered a better paid job, what do you do? And, and let's talk okay, about right. paid. All right, that okay, is, right, okay. It's going to be... So you're, 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 this is this what happened, right? You're Birmingham City. You went to Borussia Dortmund. Let's say you do the Jude Bellingham right. transition. You go yeah. to Borussia Dortmund. Yeah. And obviously you go Bayern Munich after Borussia Dortmund because that's what happens. Right. And then you go back to Birmingham City at 32. Yeah. You can still do a lot for them. Yeah. You could get them promoted to the Premier League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe a, maybe a you know, a, but hang on. a continental fit. Hold on. A continental no, finish. You hold on. And then, <laughs> as you come back, yeah. Let's say FC20 offer you to make you the, the no, highest. That's ridiculous. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, no, it's not even FC20. Let's say. Um, let's throw a random club out. I'm trying to think of a really random. But- Corinthians, one of Carlos Tevez's clubs we didn't speak about in Brazil. Yeah. So let's say your Corinthians your go. Analogies out Will, the window here. Will, Will we're going to make you the highest paid player in the world. Yeah. What'd you do? I'd go there for two years. You'd leave Birmingham and City. Then, but, and come but, back. Oh, but you're always like, but I'll be back in two years. Yeah. No, but you leave Birmingham City, right? So when but he won a Copa de Libertadores, at bloody yeah, Boca when, Juniors. Uh, when he, in two thousand and four, not when he came back. You, you, you could get you could get Birmingham City promoted, get them into Europa League. You could do some glorious things for them, but you decide to go and take some more money instead of getting them there. You return to Birmingham City, washed out, finished, done, and fail. I go like Ooh. most people. I go. We've already been in the Europa League. Marlon King led us there, and uh, look, we can get out of the group stages. But would we want to do that again? Not under my watch. We'll wait for the Champions League. <laughs> okay, let's flip uh, right. Okay. Let's flip oh, no, we've let's had it. enough. You've got, you've got more morality than Carlos Seves. Well done, Will. I like you for that. Uh, right. Okay. It's time to uh, rank our player now. This is not the traditional way of ranking things. Uh, you know, we're going to look at three different categories here, which will hopefully give us a score out of ninety by the end of it. Um, first and foremost, uh, we're going to start off by looking at the most social aspect of the player. Would we want to go for a pint with Carlos Seves? I'm not going to go to Dave just yet. Will. Um, yes, uh, still pretty low for me. Just, I would like to deep dive on the sort of West Ham six-month period. Really like to know what it's like to work under Alan Kerbishley. Um <laughs> Six out of ten. Well, put it this way, he'd be, he'd be, he'd be paying, wouldn't he? He's got enough cash, to, well, in yeah. theory. Well, David may so, Yeah, well, if, if we're to uh, believe what, uh, what on, Dave, Dave said. What are you saying, six? Six for me, yeah, please, Ad. Dave, it's going to be a zero, isn't it? Nope, I'd rather um, clean my shoes that day uh, than, than speak to Carlos Tevez no time so what is it for that rat 
zero from me. Uh, and and do you know what? And 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 that's saying something because look how clean his shoes are. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Uh, zero. Um, I'm going to say. Do you know what? I think that there'd be quite a lot to talk about. Uh, I'm going to say seven. Nice. Um, what about five aside team? Will. Yeah, I think this is really where he comes into his own. Uh, and he, there would be a little ball hog in there, but I think which, but I mean, the analogy through the brick wall, he'd be through the. Think how many boards are at uh, goals specifically? Yeah, I mean he'd be on the train track down at Ardwick if he wasn't too careful. So, quite a specific niche reference there. So I'll take one off myself. I'll probably go for an eight out of ten. <laughs> eight, eight. Uh, Dave, you got to admit he'd be uh, a hell I'd, of a fan. Not like to be on the same team as him, uh, but I'd love to play against him. Okay. Oh god. Uh, two foot. Yeah. You yeah. Maybe maybe just sent off straight away. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Just yeah. Straight in. in. Get, what, what do you mean? I'm getting near him. Soon you're towing a caravan on the pitch. He's a, he's a scrappy little character. He's the type of guy that like brings people into him. So as soon as I'm there, sent off. There you go. I'm sorted. So for that, I, I wouldn't want him to be on my team. So that's negative five points. Um, but I would like to play against him. Really would like to play against him. Put something on him. So I'm going to score him out of a five out of ten for five aside. Uh, I'm with you on that, Will. I'm going to say an eight. I think he would just not stop running. I think he's the kind of player that I don't think he'd be as selfish as you think as well. I think he'd, he'd well happen it, and he could score from anywhere on the pitch. So yeah. uh, eight. Uh, and then finally, let's look at his iconic slash legendary status from a 21st century perspective. What are we saying out of 10, Will? Uh, so no World Cup. That takes him down one. Um, obviously Champions League and Davis mentioned over and over again. He obviously did win quite a lot of accolades. At Manchester United, um, I'm gonna go for an eight. An eight? Mm-hmm. Oh, Dave, dare I ask? Um, I think there's a lot of lot of points taken off uh, at the end of his career. <laughs> Talking post Man United was was terrible. Pre pre Man terrible. United again. We talk about Come things that Carlos Tevez won. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We got the Copa de Libertadores, which is obviously a big big trophy in but South he has America. Won those things in he terms of honours. Uh, we're talking the Champions League, so I think we've got to score him some decent points for those. Um, trophies and the Intercontinental Cup in 2003 so I'm going to say a 6 what? started really well could have done a lot he has those things he's not, not won them you can't take him off him yeah but he could have been a lot he, he, I, he, I could be talking like uh, I talk about Kaka in the same same regard but unfortunate Carlos after 2008 that was pretty much career over going to go and collect some uh, checks around the world uh, you know what listen he weren't going to get higher than a 6 I, I think Tevez should take the six and run with it in terms of getting a yeah, six. Look, yeah, look, yeah, let's do it at five. Oh, we'll take oh, five, yeah. I, I've, just, I've just lost, answer, I've lost Carlos' point here. No, should we stick with a no, six? No, no, he's lost a, you've, you've taught yourself into a, into a five, Carlos. Sorry, Carlos. Uh, right, and then I'm going to go, um, do you know what? I, I think that we can't really put him right up there with some of the top players of 21st century football just because I don't think he quite achieved as much as the likes of the Kakas, Ronaldinho's, though he never quite got into those upper echelons, I don't think. The Ballon d'Or list. Yeah, let's go True. for a seven for me. Um, and that's as a City fan saying that, but I just don't quite think he made it to that very, very top level. Do you think I've got like a different perspective on all of this just because I just watch just a shite each week as a Birmingham City fan? And I look at Tevez just going like... Well, I don't want to say anything, Will, but possibly. Yeah, But it's um, Nikola Zigic, right? Great. W- wins the League Cup at Birmingham and then goes Villa. What do you well, think about that? Probably would happen. What about Oberfemi Martins? Yeah, but if people get wrapped up in the Martins narrative. He didn't really play for us that much. Right, okay. Uh, we've got our ranking for Carlos Tevez. Um, this is out of 90, don't forget. Mm-hmm. He's come in with a 54 out of 90. Far too high, that. Uh, this is, I mean... F- 30 f- player for me. For someone who prides himself on giving like, the most, you know kind of justifiable scores that, of the day. Look, my what scores are just, where's it not justifiable? Well, you've you, you got a 10 overall. 
Not it just got he got a zero five and that's, five. That's kind. There we go. Fifty four. How do we feel about that? Just maybe you know, like I said, maybe he's not quite as iconic as some of the other players in twenty first century. I would just finish by saying Dave's objectivity has gone out the window today. You got, I know he's uh, he's 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 been a bit angry in this one, hasn't he? To be fair, but there we have it. That's the uh, Carlos Tevez episode complete. Um, if you'd like another podcast to listen to, please search for the Football Book Club. It's a podcast where instead of reviewing great literature, uh, they review footballers' autobiographies, much like Mesut Ozil's Gunning for Greatness. Well worth a listen. Go and check it out. Um, so that's it. Tevez done. You feel a bit calmer now, Dave? Yeah, I'm glad we've done that one. Glad that one's out the door. As a player, I just hate. And on that note, uh, <laughs> we'll see you next time. It sound right, boy. Crowd Network, a place where you belong. no purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.